Do you have some sayings that you say that reflect the wisdom of life? For example, um, I've always enjoyed hearing this. Uh, give a man a fish, you fed him a meal. Teach a man a fish, and you what? Fed him for life. That's right. Mr. Miyagi said, no such thing. Poor student, only poor teacher. P teacher say student do. Samuel Clemens also said this, it's best to keep your mouth shut and have people think you a fool than open up your mouth and remove all doubts. I like this one. Um, you expect little, you get little. You expect much, you get much. And the saying from Andrew Carnegie continues to captivate me. The older I get, the less I listen to what people say, and the more I watch what they what they do. The older I get, I watch what people do. So I'd like to ask you, are you smarter than a fifth grader? This is like a hit TV show a couple years ago. Do you consider yourself smarter than a fifth grader? Well, we're not going to debate that. We'll go ahead and play the game. I picked 10 questions from their shows, um, and let's see how you do. So question one, what's the base color one gets when they mix yellow and red? Orange. Do polar bear eat penguins? No, they're on opposite poles, okay? Who's the first United States president impeached? Johnson. How many states are there? Now, there, by the way, these are fifth grade questions from the TV show. How many sides on a trapezoid? I know that because I looked up the answers, okay? Um, what's the largest country in South America by area? Brazil, very good. I got a, uh, what ship carried the first pilgrims to North America? Mayfly, I gotta correct this one. What is the fastest two-legged land animal, uh, land animal on land? Fastest two-legged, what is? The ostrich, okay? And one more, what is the term United States representative? Two years, how'd you guys do? Pretty good? Well, on the flip side, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, there actually is an award called the Darwin Award. Now, the, now, I don't buy into what Darwin says, but Darwin Awards, it's a real award for what dumb things people do. Let me explain. So there's a couple guys who went to uh, the ski slopes in Colorado, and at the bottom of the ski run, there's very large mats in case somebody wipes out, they could crash into it. These guys decided to steal those mats, tear them off the walls, and they went up on the chairlift, and they skied down the mountain. Unfortunately, they couldn't stop themselves. And when they got to the wall, nothing was there to protect them because they stole the what? The protective mats. They get a Darwin Award, okay? Another Darwin Award is for the helium couple. And the helium couple are on a drive, and they drive by a used car lot, and they have one of these tents. You ever see those floppy guys outside a used car? They had one of the tents, and they decided to go inside it. Now, do you remember when you were a kid, and you had those blow-up balloons, and you used to take a little bit? Hi, how are you doing? Remember doing that? Okay. Well, they decided they got to go inside it, that they could have a really long conversation with each other like this and be really fun, but there was no oxygen. We know what happened to them, right? They get the Darwin Award, okay? Next Darwin Award goes for the bungee cord bridge jumper. Uh, basically, that person went to Menards and bought like 60 bungee cords and attached them to each other and wrapped one around his leg and jumped off a bridge in West Virginia. You know how that worked out, right? <laughs> he get a Darwin Award. Another Darwin Award for the jet skier in Niagara Falls, Daredevil. We know how that turned out. The reason he did it was that he's going to be able to jet ski away from the authorities. Uh, he didn't make it very far from the falls, okay? Um, and finally, there's the jet engine on top of the Chevy mechanic. Uh, he decided to take a used uh, airplane jet and put it on top of the Chevy so he can go about 300 miles an hour. It really did work well. However, brakes weren't designed to stop a Chevy at 300 miles an hour. So it's sort of like the ski mat jumper thieves, okay? They all received the what? 
the Darwin Awards, people aren't quite bright. Now, I think we could almost give the Darwin Award to these two, to Adam and Eve. Do you remember what they did after they sinned? What did they do? Hide from God. Peekaboo, you can't find me, God. <laughs> Not the brightest of all ideas, okay? I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. That's Adam. So he somewhat gets a Darwin Award, even though I don't hold to it. Not really bright people. So we get back to the theme, are you smarter than a fifth grader? So in today's gospel, as Mr. McGee shared, you hear about the blind man who was blind from birth near the pole of Siloam, and no one pushed him in, and so there he is blind. And so Jesus heals him on the, the Sabbath, which is like a sin against the Pharisees. Remember, God made Sabbath for us. God didn't make us for the Sabbath. And we're going to sort of play a game, and the game we're going to play is... Are you smarter than a fifth grader, John 9 version? And we're going to play with the Pharisees, okay? Same thing, I'm going to ask fifth grade questions about the blind man by the pool of Siloam and how Jesus healed him. So let's begin. First question. Disciples asked Jesus, why was the man born blind? On a much more serious note, we don't know. Why is it that a loved one died early? Why is it that some children are born with disabilities? Why is it that... that why is it that this relationship added badly? Why is it that there's a war in Ukraine? Why is it that other people have more gifts than I have? Why is it that I'm suffering with this disease? And why is this that I have to go through this pain? I don't know why. We don't know why. What we can say is that God is for you. What we can say is that God works all things for the good. So that's sort of a tough question to open with. Neighbors who see man, see man. Is this man who sees now the same man born blind? What's the answer? Yeah, he's there. Let's go to the next question. Neighbors to seeing man, how can you see? Well, I was sitting here blind, and I heard this guy spit in the dirt. He made some mud, put in my eyes, asked me to wash it, and now I see. Okay, we got that. Pharisees are seeing man, how did you receive your sight? Well, I'm sitting there, and I heard this guy spit in the dirt. He made some mud, put in my eyes, told me to wash it away, now I see. We got that. Pharisees are seeing man. How could Jesus a sinner do such things? I don't know. I heard someone spit in the dirt, made some mud, put in my eyes, asked me to wash it out, and I what? See. Next question. Pharisees are seeing man parents. So the Pharisees run into this guy's parents. Is this your son? Yes. Was he born blind? Yes. How can he see now? Well, he said he was sitting there, and this guy came by and spit in the dirt and made some mud, and made some mud, put in his eyes, he's told to wash it out, and now he what? Are you getting the picture that the Pharisees aren't really as smart as a fifth grader? Let's continue. Pharisees again to seeing man. Give glory to God and tell the truth. What did he do to you? Well, I'm sitting there, and this guy came by, he spit in the dirt, he made some mud, put in my eyes, told me to wash it out, and now I what? How do you open your eyes? I don't know. I was sitting there. This guy came by. He spit in the dirt. He made some mud. Put in my eyes. Told me to wash it out. And I what? Now, we can sort of see that the Pharisees really aren't that bright. Right? Okay? And finally, seeing man the Pharisees, why do you want to hear this again? I told you about ten times. I'm sitting there. Some guy spit in the dirt. Made some mud. Put in my eyes. Told me to wash it out. And I what? Do you want to become one of his disciples? And then they got really mad. <laughs> well, he kept on asking me about the guy. I just told you what he did. You see, and then Jesus asked this question. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe I'm the, your Lord and Messiah? Do you believe I'm the one who is sent to save you from your sins? Do you believe that I'm the Lamb of God? Do you believe that I'll open your eyes that you might see eternity? 
And the man said, yes, I believe, and he worshiped God. You see that whole point of Jesus making the man see to see who he really is. And that's the whole point of being in God's house today, that you might see Jesus as your Lord and Savior who loves you dearly. That's why he was given sight. So the Pharisees of Jesus, what, are we blind too? Does anyone want to answer that? I think Jesus would say what? Yeah. You don't want to see the truth. You don't want to know what's really happening. See, the, the problem, so are you smarter than a fifth grader? <coughs> because the Pharisees, what? They only heard it about eight times and they still don't believe it. The problem with the Pharisees is in ignorance. But what? What's arrogance and pride? I know it all. You can't add water to a glass that's already full. You can't tell a person who already knows everything, anything. I say this jokingly, it's meant to be funny. You know, you can always tell a Lutheran, you just can't tell them much, okay? An arrogant person can't hear anyone. There is no room for the arrogant to hear or receive anything. C.S. Lewis says that the proud have no room for God in their heart. Let's read this scripture. Can you read it together? <coughs> Likewise. So God calls us to be like the blind man, totally dependent on him. More on that later. Let's read this from Isaiah. Can you read it with me? For thus... So God revives the heart of the humble and the lonely and the repentant and the contrite, not the arrogant. Martin Luther says this about pride. The God of this world is riches, pleasure, and pride. And by the way, friends in Christ, if you think you're going to have more, be better looking, have better stuff, have better results than somebody else, you're always going to play the if-when game. It's never going to be enough. Uh, what's the middle letter in pride? Say it. I. Pride comes before the fall. Luther also says this. Read it with me. And so Luther astoundingly says that if you are brokenhearted, then you are blessed by God. Well, that doesn't make any sense because if you are brokenhearted, chances are you are looking up to God. You're being blessed by God. Sometimes the only way people look up is when they're flying their back. If you are brokenhearted, tear apart by life, your sins, torn apart by broken relationships or situations in your life, or you're at the end with situations you're dealing with, you're brokenhearted, then Christ speaks his gospel to you. I lived and died and rose for you. May we all be brokenhearted. Brokenhearted over our sins, brokenhearted about the affairs of this world, brokenhearted or the sadness in the world that we might receive the blessings of God in Christ. May I ask you who enabled you to see God's light? Who opened your eyes? Who stuck mud in your eyes? Was it your parents? Was it your grandparents? Was it a teacher? Was it a pastor? Was it a friend? Was it a combination of them? What was it that allowed you to see? Can you read Romans 10, 17 with me? Go ahead. And 
By the way, if you heard that, then you're humble. God's word came to me and I heard it because only in my humility by the power of the Holy Spirit can we hear that. Now, let's play a different game. Are you smarter than a fifth grader when it comes to God's word? So I'm taking from fifth graders questions about cross-training and confirmation. Let's see how you do, okay? Now, this isn't from the TV show. This is from our confirmation cross-training classes. Question one, what is a catechism? A book of questions and answers. Question two, who's the topic of the third article of the Apostles' Creed? The Holy Spirit. What is the name of Adam and Eve's first child? Yeah, Cain. Adam and Eve raised Cain, okay? Um, in the book of Acts, who lied against the Holy Spirit? Ananias and Sapphira. Um, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Who, who in the Bible is the first to die for his faith in Christ? Stephen, can you tell me the book? Acts. How old was Jesus when he was left at the temple as a boy? Twelve. You're smarter than a fifth grader? How many books are there in the Bible? 66, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. Now, by the way, I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. I just happen to be a pastor, okay? All right? What is meant by the Eucharist? Lord's Supper. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Moses. And finally, at what event did Jesus change water into wine? What city? Cana. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? If not, then it's time to learn and grow and mature. I ask that everybody here, and many of you have taken up with me, go through life with God once every what? Five years. Why? So we can mature and learn and grow. It's true, friends in Christ, that we are called to have a childlike faith. But a childlike faith is that which is dependent upon Christ. But we are called to mature. Now, if I can be honest with you, I went to confirmation when I was in 6th, 7th, and 8th, and ninth grade. But to be honest with you, I went because my parents forced me. And what I liked the best is we had a break where we played tackle football and went to the candy dime store. That's what I like best. But some of it still seeped in my head. Once again, I say catechism and life with God is like cornflakes. Eat them again for the first time. Come back to that. Can you read this with me? We are called to mature. This is a theme of our school and our church this year, making disciples for Christ. What's a disciple? A mature believer. Smarter than a what? Yeah, wise unto eternal life, blessed by God's wisdom. Grow and mature as a child of God. God loves you dearly. He's the one who will open up your eyes to greater riches. In faith, we see the cross of Christ in heaven. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? As I pray, dear Lord, let your words in me take root. May your spirit ever be near me, that I bear abundant fruit. May I daily sing your praise, from my heart glad anthems raise, till my highest praise is given in the endless joys of heaven. And smarter fifth graders, all God's people say,